If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. You probably heard that you are the average of the five people that you hang out with. Today, I want to encourage you to stop and reflect for a moment. Who are you actually spending your time with? Are these supportive, encouraging people that are motivated action takers and that share a common dream to live a life that's full and fulfilled? Or are they more unhappy, unmotivated and stuck and pulling your energy, energy, energy vampires, as we like to say, or are they somewhere in, in the middle? Either way, whoever you surround yourself has a, has a ripple effect on the results in your life. So the good news is that surrounding yourself with high achieving, motivated, happy people that, that are moving toward the best version of themselves will affect you and accelerate your success. How do I know this? I've been running mastermind groups for over eight years now, and I see it day in and day out. The most important element of your success is who you surround yourself with. So what are you doing about that? And that's the whole point of this show, listening to people that have a different perspective, people that are successful, people that maybe you want to get to know and reach out to, give you their contact information. However, when you're ready to truly start your path toward financial freedom and fulfillment in your life, then find out what mastermind fits for you. All you have to do is to go to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. Jump on a call with one of my directors of opportunity and then find out if it's a fit for you. Hey, you know what? My next guest is a really badass, super cool, hyper fast agent. Dan Lasniak is a billion dollar real estate agent He's a best-selling author, an investor, a developer, and a coach. And they're real all businesses that came out of the same business, real estate. We love real estate because real estate has helped so many people become millionaires. And he launched his real estate career after completing successful careers, both as a naval submarine officer and a defense contractor. Dan's hyper-local strategy led to one of the fastest starts in real estate. He made over $350,000 in his first year, which is incredible because I've hired over a thousand realtors in my lifetime and maybe a handful of them have gotten to that level like he did. So he, he got very committed. He was very niche in what he did and he's incredibly resilient when it comes to not being afraid of failure and just taking feedback from the world and turning it into something that's useful. So I'm really excited for you to be able to listen to this. He's really great. If you're a real estate agent or you're in real estate, he's a really, really great guy to listen to. But the lessons are the same, whether you're looking to make your life better or you're looking to become wealthy and financially free, this is going to be a great listen for you. So let's jump into the call right now with my dear friend, my GoBundance brother, where we hang out and mastermind together, Dan Lesniak. Thanks for having me on, Rock. I'm super excited to be here and to share with your audience. And let's do just that. Um, let's dive right into it. A lot of people are looking for the edge. They're looking to live their life more fully alive. 
and you've found a niche where you've been able to do both of those things. So what's the secret sauce? I think the secret is it's all about mindset, right? So you, you hear a lot. I know you've were trained by Tony Robbins. I had experience and, and training with him for a long time. And one of the key takeaways I got from him that I really try to focus on is life happens for you, not to you. So you, you never know, you know, what, what situation you're going to be in and, and you can't control really the things that are going on, but you can control how you, you feel about it. You can control how you react to it. So if you stay focused on your goals and, and what you want, and, you know, even when you have a setback, you think of like, okay, what, what am I going to be able to learn from this? Or how will this teach me to, to have a better result next time. If you, if you stick with that attitude, you know, I, I think anyone can have success in anything. And the reason most people fail is simply because they, they don't do it long enough. They don't stay focused long enough and, and they, and they quit because of minor setbacks or they haven't gotten results quick enough. And, you know, a lot of times I think when, when that happens, people are just are not realizing that, just because they're not seeing visible results doesn't mean that changes are not, you know, happening beneath the surface. Like when, when you and I try something new, like we're going to suck at it for a while. Like take exercising, right? If you're, if you're trying something new, like with, with your exercise or fitness, you might not see the change for three or four months, right? The visible change, but, but beneath the surface at the molecular level, like your cells are changing, your, your nervous system is being rewired. Your blood chemistry is changing. All of that has happened. If you, if you quit just because you haven't seen the visible results, you'll, you'll never get to where you want to be. So you know what's so fascinating is I love the scientific description of that. And ironically, you know, you're all about hyper fast tips, yet you're explaining the science behind it, which is to chip away, contribute to your own success, judge not your results, but the efforts you're putting into it, because a lot of them are invisible until be, they become apparent. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, that's, that's exactly correct. Can you give us a specific example of something where you had to toil away for a long time and finally you broke through? Yeah. Like, I mean, one example is, is in uh, real estate in sales. Like I didn't, you know, I got into real estate after a long, painful process of failing to get the job it, that I wanted. So I, I had my career in the Navy. I went to graduate school, got my MBA degree, and I thought, okay, I punched all these tickets. Now it's time for society re to reward me, and I'm going to go get my big <laughs> strategy consulting job, and I'll get to make $180,000 and travel four days a week for some consulting company, you know, 50 weeks a year and work a hundred hours and, but I'll make 180. Like that's, that's, that's what you do when you, you know, get your MBA from a good school, right. which is what I did. And I failed to get that job. But that, that, that failing really was an example of life happening for me, not to me, you know, 55 interviews didn't get the job. The common theme that, that these interviewers told me was, we think you have the technical expertise and know how to do the job, but we don't think you have the sales skills. And so I said, okay, what, what is the next step? How do I get another chance with you? And they all said, well, go, go get a completely different experience, learn a new skill and a new area for you, and then apply back in the year. So I thought, 
all right, I know a little about real estate. I've bought a few homes. I was getting a home at the time. I thought I'll get my real estate license and, and help a few people. And six months later that, that turned into, you know, just having this amazing start in real estate. I sold 22 million in my first year. I made, I netted 350,000, just a little above that. And I didn't have to travel. I didn't have to work a hundred hours a week and you know, I made double what I would have made at my dream job. So it, it really was this blessing in disguise, but had I not gone through that process of continuing to interview, asking why I didn't get it, you know, I never would have discovered that I had this ability to like persevere and be successful as a real estate agent. So they were more like your counselors than they were uh, potential employees. They said, go over here, get some experience there. And you go, okay, never seeing you again. Yeah, I, I did not go back and apply a year later. I, I just kept doing what yeah. was working. So Let's talk about, I mean, I own a few real estate companies. I've hired over probably a thousand realtors in my life. I've watched most of them make maybe 50, 40, 50 grand in their first year. The good ones, 150, maybe 200 in their first year, but that's exceptional to do what you did. So, so what made you so successful? I think what, what really made, made me successful was being focused on a very narrow, narrow segment. So I, I focused on the condo building that I lived in. I, I was determined to just know about every sale in there, know every buyer, know every seller. And I really focused on those 189, I believe was the number, uh, 189 homes. And I ended up getting half of the market share in there, like half of the sales in that building wow. that, that year I got. And then most of the people moving out or into it, I met at open houses. And so I started to get surrounding business, but it was really the, the, the result of having a very, very narrow, clear focus, and then just like not taking my eye off that. So the concept of like putting all of your eggs in one basket and really watching that basket. You know, I think the Rockefellers or someone Warren said something Buffett, like yeah. that. And I, I think a lot of real estate agents start out and they just try to be everything to everybody. You know, they'll, call their SOI, they'll call their friends, family, they'll try an open house here, an open house there. And like all that effort is happening, but it's not concentrated. And to me, it's the difference between like throwing a baseball through a window as opposed to like throwing a handful of pebbles at a window, like one's going to have a better result. So it's like concentrating the most energy effort and, and resources into the smallest amount of area that's big enough to, you know, still have a impact like you don't want to get a hundred percent market share right. of two homes well you're too young to know this metaphor but back in the old days we talked about the magnifying glass that you would hold over a piece of newspaper and let the sun hold that one spot and it would ignite the paper the same magnifying glass held but moved around in a circle would never ignite anything so i like the fact that you that you became the expert in that area that you went all in, that you were obsessed about it, that you, you became the, the go-to person. And I, I think that's great advice, not just for real estate people, but for people that are trying out in a new venture. The shiny object is so tempting in this world today to try to become a bit of everything to everybody. What do you think the psychology is behind that? Do you think there's a, 
the salesperson that starts a little bit of scarcity and they're like, oh my God, let me take that 40 miles from here. I can get a listing. Oh, I'll go over there. And then, oh, and that buyer that walked in my open house wants to buy 30 miles from there. Or let me work with him. Think it's scarcity or a lack of a business plan, a vision. What do you think it is? I think it's, it's all of that. I definitely think there's a scarcity mindset and people are afraid to turn down any business, even if it's business they have no business taking. So I think, that, <laughs> I think scarcity is part of it. I think lack of a business plan is part of it. I think a lot of people just kind of go in with the throw the spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think oh, some of it goes back to that first point of that I, that I made about staying focused on something until you, you, you know, actually get the result. I think people kind of give up too soon and they, they try something for two or three months and they say like, well, that just, that doesn't work in my market or that doesn't work for me. And, and they move on to like the next, next thing rather than like sticking through until it does work. How many years ago was that when you started in real estate, Dan? That was eight years ago now. And what kind of volume are you doing today? So now, uh, yes, completely different. Uh, a year, about a year and a half after my first year, I met my wife, who was also in the business, and we we merged at the time, but we were similar sizes uh, and volume, and starting to building building teams. And now, uh, our goal this year is a thousand transactions for which should give us about six hundred million. Last year, we did just under seven hundred transactions, and we're right around four hundred million. And how many people are on your organization in order to operate that at that level? Right now, we've, we've got about 50 agents, plus or minus a few, and we've got about 30, I believe 32 on our staff. So we're at, at in the 80s on total, total uh, headcount, but we should be, I anticipate by the end of the year, we'll be at 100. And how efficient are you? How much, how much, you know, do you get to keep at the end of all of this? Cause it's, there's a lot of brokers out there that have great numbers, but what's the point if there's not much left for the person with all the responsibility, right? Yeah, no, that's a great point. We're, we're typically in the 25 to 30% range on total uh, profitability compared to gross commission income. So that's, you know, if, if, yeah, 20, that makes sense. yeah, that's a good number. It's a good number. Congrats. What, um, what is your role in the organization now? What is a typical day for you? Yeah, so I'm running, you know, we're running multiple businesses. So we've, we've got a lot of different things going on. So we, we run, in addition to the real estate uh, sales team, we run a training company, Hyperfast Agent. We also run a lot of development deals. So we've got like 12 condo projects now in the works that we, you know, raise money for help build and sell. And so it's like 115 units right now that are in our pipeline. So my, my typical day can, can vary. Uh, usually starts at 4am though. I'm up early. I, I do uh, my version of the miracle morning and, and get a workout in, get work in and, and, really by the time like seven o'clock rolls around and, and my kids are up, I've already exercised my mind, my body, and, and usually gotten an hour of work. But for the real estate team, I primarily focus on recruiting and operations and reporting. Nice. 
So here's the uh, million dollar question. How does a person get the drive or have the consistent motivation to want to get up at four o'clock in the morning? Because we hear about the five o'clock club. We hear about people getting up at four o'clock in the dark and in the cold. And I talk to people and they're like, yeah, that's nice, but <laughs> my bed's so comfortable. So what's the gap? What's the difference between you and the average person? I, I think it's really just mindset and focusing. So what does that mean, mindset? Yeah. Can break it down so people can understand it. Well, it's you have to kind of go back to like, why are you doing it? So, you know, I want to be able to live live a life where I have freedom of time, freedom of money. I, I want to be able to spend time with my kids, go do like bucket list type adventures. You know, like I was with uh, you and, and Go Abundance, um, you know, recently out in Aspen. Like, so I, I want to have time and, and money to, to like do those kind of things and, and just live life to the fullest and and see how far I can get, see if I can become the best version of myself. And I, I know a pretty damn good job. Yeah, no, but, but I think we all, you know, we all want to like find out Continued. How, how, yeah. how far we can, can push. And, and to me, it all comes down to like making, making little choices, right? Like, like every day we kind of have just, all sorts of choices where we can either choose to uh, indulge in short-term pleasures or choose to like avoid short-term pains that, that really, if we made a different decision would lead to just huge benefits, you know, long-term if, if we compound those decisions. So like, I, I don't watch a lot of TV and, you know, I know people always say like, how do you have the time to run businesses, do things with your family, train for Ironman, but, you know, the average like American is watching like five hours of TV a day is something I read the other day. And so yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, you know, if, if I cut that down to just 30 minutes, right. <laughs> like, which I, I, I don't even know if I watch that much, you know, every day, I don't think I do, but, but even if I just cut it down to 30 minutes and in the course of one week, I've, I've gained an extra work week on you if you're average. Yeah. So I think there's just like little choices like that all around us where, you know, if, if we chose differently, we would have a, a bigger result if we did it for more than like a week, you know? Well said, well said. So for those of you that are listening, um, Dan and I spent a little time in Aspen, Colorado recently, hanging out with some thought leaders and about 125 extremely successful entrepreneurs. And we got a chance to listen to Ed Milet and a few other people. Was there anything that you took away from that event? Um, one of the speakers or somebody you met that, that you've taken home and you're like, you know what, that's a new direction. That's a new thought. That's a new process or anything like that. I, I really liked how Ed Milet broke down his day into three days. I thought that was really, really clever. So he, I believe the timeframes he used were like 6 a.m. To, to noon, noon to 6 p.m. And then 6 p.m. to midnight and then he he tried to pack in like a full day into those six hour blocks and you know his his philosophy was if, if i can do that then i'm gaining you're, you're never going to catch me i'm going to gain three times you know on you and every week and he would check in 
kind of at the top of every hour. So, so I like that kind of, you know, get feedback on where you are versus where you want to be. And then I liked his, um, his, his, like just overall the way he just kind of broke everything down into these shorter segments. Yeah. Like, like he would, instead of doing a 30 minute phone call, with with people he would make it 15 and i've noticed like sometimes like even on my calendar like there's like when i talk to you know investors if they want to talk to me about a project we initially had it set up as 30 minute blocks on my calendar and i realized like i never talk to someone for over 15 minutes about right. the investments because it's it's very simple and i can have a really great conversation in 12 to 13 minutes so like that was one change i made right away is i said okay chop that down to 20 minutes and and that way, you know, I can get three of them in an hour instead of two or whatever. So just things like that, I think are, you know, can you get, you know, 30 minutes or what took you 30 minutes? Can you get it done in 20 or 15? And, you know, all those little things compound over time. Yeah, compounding is such a, a powerful force that I think, again, the person who's looking for the immediate gratification doesn't pay attention to you save two or three, you change two or three half hour calls to 12 minute calls. And now all of a sudden you've got 45 minutes to spend with your kids or to do something special, get a workout in or something like that. So I'm a huge, huge fan of looking for ways to hack the system, be more efficient, get the edge, be more energetic. What do you do um, energetically to bring the most of you to every hour of the day throughout a long day? Well, I, you know, I, I, I try to eat right, work out right. Like I think kind of that stuff helps, helps me. Like I think if you're not in great physical condition, it does get hard to have huge days. So I think that's really important. And then I spend time at the beginning and the end of each day, uh, just writing down like what I want to get accomplished that day. And at the end of the day, I, you know, look at the list and write down what I didn't get accomplished so that, that I want to do tomorrow or what maybe isn't important anymore and what new things came up. So I think spending, and it doesn't have to be a lot of time. Like it just be like five minutes or less really at the beginning yeah. and end of the day, I think really, really helps me. And then sometimes throughout the day, I will like, I keep that notebook on my desk or with me. And I'll, I'll check back in and see how I'm doing on that list. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, favorite book you're reading right now, uh, thought leader, something that, um, that you can share with the audience. Yeah. I just read, um, copywriting secrets. So oh, wow. it, it was, uh, that, um, um, Russell Brunson. It was written by someone in his organization. So like he published it. I'm not any, I'm sure he gave a okay. lot of input, but he wasn't technically the author, but, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, comes from that whole click funnels and, um, you know, that I'm, I'm big on cause I still recruit a lot for the team and do, do a ton of email marketing and, and just reading how, you know, some of the top people in the world are approaching email marketing, sales page funnels. That, that was a great book for me just cause that's, that's something that's pretty technical that, that I'm just really focused in on. Cause I, I think copy is extremely important. It touches like all aspects of marketing and, yeah. and, and sales. What would you say your greatest strength is in, you know, in sales? Is it people? Is it discipline? Is it systems, technology? What would you say 
is your greatest strength? I think it's, it's really, I guess, less sales, but, but more marketing. I think I'm, I'm, I've developed really great skills at, you know, marketing to the masses. And really that's just come from trial and error, uh, not like caring, but not caring. So like, I care about the results that my marketing gets, but I, I have a thick skin. I know sometimes you don't care about being right. You care about getting it right. Yeah. I care about getting it right. And I don't, I don't care if people give me negative feedback or throw rocks yeah. at what I'm trying to do. Like yeah. if you, if you're worried about that, you're not going to reach your right. full potential. So right. like I actually, I like it when I get a high unsubscribe rate and, and negative comments back on my email. Cause I, cause I know if, if, you know, 10% of the people really hated it. Well, um, a, a bunch of people must have really, really loved it. And that was one of the, the big takeaways from that, that book I referenced earlier right. is that uh, love or hate, there's no money in the middle. And, and I really, that resonated with me. Kind of goes back to what you started and talking about it is just very niche. Know your market, go for the one thing, be the expert, keep on going at it until eventually people are like, duh, that's the guy. Yeah. Like you, you, whatever marketing message you're putting out in the world, like I know you've got the, the M one movement. So you're, you're putting out stuff there. And if, if, and, and if you do a great job at that, I think people that love that, that want to develop their mind, body, soul, the, the whole life millionaire, as you call it, like they will, they will love it. But right. But, but then people that don't want that, they, they may hate what you're saying, but but yeah. that's okay. That's, that's good. You don't, you don't want them in your life. So you want to, you want your marketing or your communications to really attract people that really, really want that or really resonate with you. And, and you, you want it to like repel people that, that have a different mindset. Yeah. I love that. You want it to repel the people. So they're like, no, that's not for me and move on instead of all this lollygagging, maybe stuff that you got to deal with people on the fence and try to figure it out and convince the clearer you are, the better it is. It's like I bought a Tesla a few months ago and I love the Tesla. And recently what we hear is that Tesla doesn't do any advertising yet Ford and GM and all those other things are spending millions of dollars advertising, trying to convince people to like a product that's not that likable, right? Tesla, they're like, you have Tesla, I'm a fan. I talk about it for free to a ton of people. I love this. It backs up. It parks on its own. It accelerates real fast. Da, 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 da. So I, I think that being really clear on your message then is really key in knowing how to attract people. So how do you describe yourself as a leader for your organization? And we'll, we'll end on how people can get in touch with you as well. Yeah, I, I try to really lead by, by example. So I, I want to, you know, be the first one up. I want to be working before other people are working. And then I, I want to be working at the end of the day. I, I you know, I want to just be consistent with what I'm doing. So I, I think leadership by example, I think a lot of times people just see the result of some of the, the, the best business leaders in the world. And I know, you know, like tons of them. And the one common thing I think most of them have is like they put in the work, like there's no, yeah. there's no magic pill or, or way to like shortcut it. Like, yes, you can learn a lot from other people and by, by being around other great leaders, 
but at the end of the day, like you gotta, you gotta put in the work. There are no shortcuts. So I, I just try to lead by example. Yeah. Well, you've obviously done a great job. Congratulations to all your success. And Dan, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your wonderful success story, by the way. Congratulations. How old are you? 30. I'll be, yeah, probably by the time this drops, I'll be 40. So. <laughs> well, you look younger than that. So it kind of, it kind of all goes together, your success. And uh, I appreciate you sharing your wisdom because it really is it makes it so much more possible for other people to, to even if people did half or a quarter of what you did, they'd be way above average. So thanks for being a role model. Thank you for, for having me on the show. And, and I always love uh, getting a chance to connect with you. So Dan, how can people get in touch with you, follow you, learn from you? What's the best way for them to connect? Yeah, if you're in real estate, if you're an agent, you can go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download a hundred free real estate tips from my book. And if you want to connect with me on social media, my handle is the Dan Lesniak. So that's, that's good for you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of that. And if you want to shoot me an email, the best one is info at hyperfastagent.com. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. And let me remind the listeners that the words that follow, I am follow you. So describe yourself in a way that you'd be proud of, a way that compels you to move into it, lean into it. You'd be like Dan and get up at four o'clock or you could be whatever you want to be. Just decide it, commit to it and language it so that you're compelled to play out the role that you describe for yourself. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.